0: Join today and get one month for free at www.sellingadvantage.io. So get ready for your dose of sales wisdom, tools, and tactics, and enjoy the show. So hi, everyone, and welcome in this new episode of the B2B Sales Podcast. Today, I'm receiving AJ Alao, who's the Head of Account Management at Seed Legals. So AJ, welcome to
1: the show. So thank you for, one, the invite, and two, pronouncing my name correctly. Most okay. people say it, say it wrong, so that's nice. What do they say normally? Oh, man, I've had everything from allow to just allow to alio to aleo, just everything under the sun. and typically none of people who could pronounce my name correctly are either like Portuguese or, or French people so that's good okay what, what by the way AJ
0: is it like your real name or it's like oh a... no
1: it's uh, it's a pseudonym it's, it's just my initials my real name is Iomine mean, Joseph Olivier Lau but that's a bit of a, a mouthful and okay. AJ just works better
0: okay thank you very much for for doing that because uh, <laughs> you know it's a lot simpler to say AJ <laughs> I agree <laughs> cool so AJ um, I'm actually we are together uh, because actually we met last week in a call uh, we had and uh, you were one of these person from uh, what I call the dark funnel so the dark funnel is something that you know people are doing things you know they are listening to podcasts watching content and everything and you never really know about them and you were exactly like that we were not connected on that but then you approach me and you say hey Thibaut, uh you know like it's so nice to talk to you I learned so much from you and everything and I was like cool actually I have no clue uh, who you are where you're coming from because I've never seen any kind of lead or whatever or notification coming from you and uh, basically we're going to talk about your experience uh, using like the tips and tips that I have put out there you know for the last I don't know one or two years to actually go and generate I think over now you told me something like between 40 and 50,000 right now we're at
1: 46,279 but who's counting right (laughs)
0: <laughs> okay great is it in in uh, great in pounds or in euro Correct,
1: yeah so we're almost at 50k I'm confident that we should hit 50k this week and okay. I can go on a world of holiday
0: okay so you're going to talk all about that but before we dive into you know your experience doing that and taking my tips and and applying them just tell us a bit more about you
1: sure so i guess i started off my career as a perhaps and i wanted to be an accountant and then perhaps i had this you know earth shattering um, experience with a top four accountancy firm here in London, who told me that, you know, I wasn't the accountant type, <coughs> whatever that means. Yeah. So let's just, I had to like re revisit what I wanted to do with my career and fortunate enough at university, I was you know, working with the business department and they managed to put me on a project management course. And that's kind of where I started my career in project management and then, you know, graduated and found myself uh, as a PMO officer at a consultancy firm here in, in London. And then I did project management, perhaps another two or so years after that. And then after I kind of caught the well, the tech bug and the sales bug. And then I found myself at, you know, high growth startups from the Beans Group to, I guess, the company where I'm at right now, C. Legals. And then really, that's where I kind of, one, developed my interest in, in sales, but two, hopefully, um, hopefully being an operative word here, I've defined my, my skill set too.
0: Okay. And so why did you want to become an accountant? I'm always curious about people who want to do that.
1: Oh, so it was a, it was a safe career. So I guess when you come from perhaps immigrant parents, there's a, there's a few particular careers, which you know, they want you to to fulfill. And it's, you know, typically it's either going into medicine. So you have to become a doctor, an accountant, a lawyer, or, or an engineer. Those are typically like the four core career paths you're kind of pushed towards. And again, you just tend to go along the cog and you don't necessarily think about why you're doing what you're doing and I thought yes I convinced myself that I wanted to be an accountant I even had the next 10 years mapped out I was perhaps to be, become qualified and set up my own practice and you know have my own little small office somewhere in central London and take on clients and eventually after I realized one after doing the exams I hated the whole accounting uh, theory and then two after perhaps doing some practical stuff I actually didn't quite like the day-to-day of the work and funny enough that probably that interview with that accountancy firm is one of the the best things to happen to me because maybe if not, I'd probably find myself at an accountancy firm like you know some, many of my friends are, and perhaps you know disliking what I do and just slugging it out for the next you know seven or so years trying to become a partner, which you know it's it's a very very tough ordeal for many people to try and achieve.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's funny because you know like uh, I, 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 did, I I did my studies in Canada in Montreal in uh, HEC Montreal, which is like a business school. And over there, there were two carriers that were really pushed and really like the good carriers that were either finance or accounting. And so they had like a lot of uh, finance and accounting companies that were kind of investing in the in the university to basically like get some talent, like fresh talent from that. And um, everyone wanted to become like a CPA and everything. And I, I never understood why. I was like, you know, I just accounting I actually liked the course because it gave me the understanding of how you, you know, you see you see money at a certain amount of time and then, you know, like how much money you make typically. But we, I remember we had like an exam where we had to uh, do a balance sheet and the balance sheet is, as it says, it's balanced. (laughs) And for me, I never managed to balance a balance sheet. I always had like uh, in the course, like uh, you had like the assets and equity and then liability or whatever. And I always had like a line, which was like other stuff, to actually balance the balance sheet because I couldn't manage to make it properly. So I always found it really complicated and, and I never really understood why people would be so interested. But as you said, I think for a lot of people, it's the safety it brings. And um, yeah, it's it's kind of a you know, very important profession and it's very safe. So I think that's that's why a lot of people are doing that.
1: You have to ask people these days, everybody wants to be an influencer. So um...
0: <laughs> they want to be, a, there's something like millennials and Zoomers, they want to be YouTube, YouTubers basically. Exactly. So that's the, that's what they want to do. So (laughs) it has changed a lot. Um, So now let's, let's talk a bit, a bit more about um, the topic we are here for. So I'm super curious because you told me that you, you knew a bit about me about, you know, from the B2B sales podcast we are on right now. So can you maybe tell me a bit more about how you found about sales labs, the B2B sales podcast and the content that was putting out there?
1: So oh, it's interesting right so we've been trying to grow the outbound function at C Legal since probably you know Q3 of 2021 so Q3 of this year and you know we were we were struggling we saw in the first 3 months of that of that quarter like 8 grand in in revenue which again for smart starting something new is is great but we wanted to to scale that and really look going forward so for whatever reason I'm not sure how but my my CCO Adam Blair stumbled across your your podcast and he kept sharing snippets and um, it was literally it was lessons. listen to the podcast share his notes share his notes with me and share a link to the podcast and then perhaps I felt obligated to actually go on and do the same thing right so I can actually look at my computer right now and tell you that the third podcast I listened to and made notes on was back on the 10th of August so that's perhaps uh, as where my my first introduction to yourself came came into effect and why was Adam interested in what yourselves were doing well I guess you know our focus was was outbound and it's much better to look at people who are experts in these domains rather than trying to reinvent the wheel. And you know, hopefully, we wanted to take you know one or two learnings from from yourself and all the other piece of content we were consuming, and actually see some results. And the difficulty is, you know, some people claim to to know what they're they're doing, and then you try to execute on some of the ideas, and the results aren't aren't there. Unfortunately, um, in your case, we saw the results the results immediately. So from August to to October to November, November was when I probably say we've really started to see the results and november was probably our best month where we did like twenty-one thousand pounds in in revenue just from you know some of the the strategies that you implemented okay great and do you remember the first podcast you you listened to in august oh i can i can find that for you um no i can find it give me two seconds it's good we have the, the time uh Nice. Right, cool. So it's how to get your LinkedIn connections requested, request accepted.
0: Okay, great. So this is
1: when I first learned about maybe the, the, the Q, the TQT method, which is kind of what I refined, which is that, that trigger, that question, that teaser, and that call to action. Yeah. And using that both on LinkedIn and in my case, typically mostly on emails was like a great way to actually like one, see some immediate results and in my case immediate results being demos booked and that's really a strategy that i share with anybody who wants to listen is you know having that that trigger you know one posing a question teasing getting the lead or the prospect excited and having a nice clear call to action towards the end exactly
0: yeah no thanks you you did it pretty well that's the that's a very simple framework that is uh you know like the underlying concept is that you want to try and get people to be curious about what you have. And whenever you are the trigger, you give like this excuse for getting in touch with someone, you know, like this is why I'm getting in touch because that's the thing is often we talk about personalization and saying, hey, we've been to the same school, let's talk about sales, doesn't work. But hey, you've done this thing online, which indicates that potentially you have a problem, then ask about this problem. Then, you know, you tease a resource and add a simple call to action, which is, are you interested in learning more? And then you actually start the conversation this way. So that's uh you know really cool that you were able to to do that with it, and um, I'm curious, um, like concretely, what were the kind of problems you were trying to solve when you stumbled on on the resources?
1: So the problems we were trying to solve were one scaling. So you know, conscious that everything I was doing was very very time constricted, i.e., I was like one person focusing on this on this new area, and we were you know testing our waters testing our testing water so to speak we weren't sure if this was you know going to warrant any future resources being allocated to it so i was you know, doing another role whilst trying to allocate you know two or so hours a day sometimes even up to six hours a week actually focus on this so it was one we wanted to make sure that what we were doing there was a, a framework that was applicable that actually we can implement and start seeing some results Two, we were somewhat constricting on, on on time and you know, three really we wanted to see some results immediately we were perhaps challenged with some quite ambitious you know targets for that particular quarter and we wanted to see some immediate you know leads coming through the pipeline to actually you know help our sales team um close, close those deals and you know hit these sales numbers
0: okay okay i see and so actually we didn't talk much about what you were selling but you work for seed legals so not that far from your profession, the initial, like, uh, you know. Still in professional services, yeah. <laughs> so tell us more about maybe, like, what you're selling, who's your ICP, and what are the problems you're solving for them?
1: Sure. I guess a good, good way to start is like what we do here at C-Legals. So C-Legals is a, a one-stop shop for, for all, your, all your legal needs as a, as a startup, mm-hmm. as, a, as an SME. And there's mm-hmm. loosely through a few areas we focus on. That. One mm-hmm. is helping companies get ready to raise investment. Two is helping companies, raise investment anywhere from a modest family and friends round of, you know, 20 or so thousand, all the way up into a series B or investment. Three is, you know, once you've raised that investment, you know, how do you you set up an option scheme to incentivize, attract and retain talent? And fourth, the new solution we've recently just rolled out is, you know, R&D. So companies are, you know, investing quite heavily into research and development and unbeknownst to them, is actually a, a framework whereby which they can apply to HMRC and receive anywhere from 10% to 33% of the money they've invested in R&D back, which is a great way for them to, to extend their, their run rate. So that's loosely the, 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 the solutions we provide to our, to our users and who we were trying to, to focus on. I guess it differs based upon those four different solutions that, that I'm making reference to. I can maybe spend some time on the one that we saw the most success with, which is the options product. So again, this is for companies to you know, incentivize, attract, and retain staff. And when we hear you know, share options or stock options, our mind probably goes to the the U.S. and you know staff members of companies who become millionaires overnight. It seems our solution here is similar to that, but with a, with a UK lens. And really, the com- companies we were focused on were you know, companies who had closed an investment round, you know, relatively recently. Again, it was a, a little bit of a trial and error in regards to find the idle time after they've closed around for us to to reach out and try to showcase what we can do Um, still to be determined of what the idle time frame is we're we're still we're still working on that but that loosely was it it was companies who were located or registered here in the UK who'd raised some investment and typically the amounts they'd raise were anywhere from a hundred thousand up until five million I saw that that tended to be our, our, our sweet spot so, so really the, the task then was to find the relevant stakeholders in these companies. Typically we focus on, because companies at these stages tend to have quite a, quite a small C-suite. So it's typically we focus on the, the CEO or the CFO or the CCO. And those typically are the three individuals we were looking to, to reach out to and just educate on maybe how we can actually, one, save them money and save them time. And those loosely are the two main things we tended to leverage, which is our solution here typically is about one third of the cost of traditional methods, which is a great way to get your your foot in the door for any prospect mm-hmm. from that you can save them money. And then two, typically, you know, options have this, you know, complex nature to them. They're at this weird intersection between legal and accountancy and tax. And you know, many people are simply off put from just the topic of options. They hear options and their ears just closed. And, and really our goal was to show them that mm-hmm. hey, It's not this scary, complex topic that perhaps you've been led to believe. It's actually extremely simple. So that's another thing we were trying to educate our our prospects on is the ease and simplicity by which they actually can set up an option scheme. And I guess lastly is is this time component. So historically, some of our accounts would have to go to a lawyer to help them draft up one component of the option scheme. Then they'd have to go and engage with an accountant to draft up the other. I'm not sure if you've dealt with either accountants or lawyers before, but you know, in some cases they um tend not to be as responsive as we'd like. So that was a cool thing we were trying to save was this this time-saving com- component by simply consolidated the, the solution into one place. So loosely it was saving you costs compared to what the industry was providing, you know, saving you time based upon the simplicity by which we can manage this all on the platform, and two, actually, you know removing the veil and showcasing how simple and easy options really are. And for me, that was that sweet spot. When a prospect tells you, you've made this extremely simple to me, that's when you know, all right, my value proposition is amazing. And in Mm -hmm. most cases, you know, that that deal is going to be won. Okay. Okay. I see. So
0: that's interesting because you are selling a lot of different products to, uh, you know, like can be a lot of different uh, type of business and very often, what I see people doing is that they will go to the easiest target, which is often this kind of smaller companies C-level. And in your case, it's more like you use the kind of funding as a good trigger. So recent funding of, I don't know, series E, series B is a great trigger to actually go and check if these people have a stock option scheme because very often it's not the case or they, they know it's something they should actually have, have a pool of options, you know, they can have for employees, but they don't know how to do it. So I think that's definitely a great approach on that. And yeah. Um, can you maybe tell me a bit more based on, so on these things, so on the tips you've heard from the podcast and different stuff, what are the the main tips you've actually applied?
1: So it, it definitely has to be that framework that we made reference to earlier, that that TQT framework. That's been a game changer uh, from my LinkedIn requests being accepted and actually positioning mm-hmm. that to actually using that to generate some leads from you know LinkedIn. So we've been quite diligent with our with our tracking, and we can actually see for the first couple of months before we started to implement this on LinkedIn, that much of the top funnel activity was just coming from our emails. And then simply we started to apply that framework to LinkedIn. And now we're probably seeing, I'd probably say, an 80-20 split with 80% of, you know, of all of our you know, prospecting leads coming from some of the email cadences that we send live. And that's 20% of them actually coming from LinkedIn, you know, which, is, which is great. Another thing that we probably implemented is this USP component, which simply is you know in our first comms to our to our prospects, simply outlining you know our USPs. Mm-hmm. In the second comms, again outlining our USPs. Typically, then we have a, a a a break. We've recently tried to to include video based upon some of the tips that you've shared and in previous podcasts about the importance of, of video content, and then simply it's a nice breakaway message quite playful a little bit cheeky in nature um and typically you know i think it's you know you haven't responded to us for one of three reasons and we list out perhaps the three potential reasons as to why they haven't responded to us and in most cases they actually respond to that last email say no none of these reasons are true Um, i want to go ahead book book a demo and again that's that's when you start smiling from from ear to ear okay nice
0: that's really cool yeah i think this framework is, is definitely so interesting you know it's uh you because know, it's so different than what we always receive. I'm always so surprised by the. I receive like tons of cold outreach every day, and um, it's it's fun because this framework allows you to to kind of pick the curiosity of people. And often they are, is it some? I mean, what are they trying to do? You know, they often do not really. It doesn't sound a lot like an outreach message, so it's 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 a really good way to do that to get conversation going. And um, what I found is most people, they, they, they just, the problem is if you type email outreach sequence or cold outreach on LinkedIn, uh, sorry, on Google, what you're going to f- uh, follow on is, is a SEO optimized article from HubSpot or a tool that is actually doing some email sequences. And it's basically what we call the keyword soup. So you go and then it's just a bunch of keywords to rank really well on Google. And the problem is the sequence will be, you know, like do a sequence with multiple channels or, you know, be personal, use personalization, which doesn't mean anything, you know, it's just not clear. So that's why most people are using these kind of really SEO optimized articles. And this is really preventing us from doing something good.
1: We made a mistake as well. So I guess we made that mistake and our mistake historically was like the, the approach. So it was super, super aggressive, which, you know, it was somewhat complex because or odd because at times it would work and then again it's just like unfortunately there's like you you seem to believe that you're in this positive feedback loop in actuality you're actually not and we'd go super aggressive uh, call to actions were super clear we'd even have html buttons with a call to action there highlighted and you know at times we will get in demos booked and we were you know happy with the progress i.e you know, 8k across the quarter but when we started to see the most success was when we started to one Implement some of the things you shared in, in 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 the podcast, but two, actually, again, as you just said before, had this more of a of a playful approach whereby which it's it's really you know, less of a hard sell. Um, what we found to have the most success is the call to action in the first you know two touch points with the with the prospect. It's just interested in learning more question mark. Compared to you know book now for a demo, or we spent so much time trying to A and B test what the best call to action was, whether it was you know click here for a free onboarding, click here for a free consultation, click here to speak to an expert. You know some of those were more successful than others, but what we're actually seeing, you know, is a night and day difference. Is again these super soft you know touch points. You know interested in hearing more, sharing the video. Hey, hey this was interest you. Know, Just shoot me over a message. Happy to talk more. And those softer approaches, we're actually starting to see allows us to get better engagement with our emails and mm-hmm. anecdotally speaking what we've seen is those who engage with our with our outreach actually tend to convert quicker you know once they find themselves in the funnel mm-hmm. so again like now our, our task is how do we optimize for engagement in our in our cadences mm-hmm. knowing for well that, that helps us with that pipeline velocity
0: I love that I think it's just uh... The goal of an outreach sequence is to start a conversation. And once the conversation is there, the goal is to navigate it until you either get a meeting or you know understand what's the timeline to have a meeting. And that's the problem, is we just when we're doing some call outreach, we want to go and get the meeting. It's just like the first time I had to do sales, I thought my job was to close people on the phone. And that's just very challenging when you see it this way. You have to be extremely talented, and, and you know, it's just there's so many variables that are you know playing in there. Well, the first thing is cold outreach is one goal: getting a reply. When you get a reply, your goal is to actually get a meeting. And when you get the meeting, your goal is to generate an up. And when you have the up, your goal is to actually close the deal. So that's how it works in this order, and you cannot just go and skip one step. And so I think that's uh, that's what we forget, you know, in cold outreach is that we're here to start a conversation. And as you said something that is very interesting: is the speed, you know, like the velocity of your deals. Goes faster when people are, you know, having this 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 uh, this kind of experience that is better, and also having this education because they've seen some material like marketing material. They, they've seen a lot of things and they educate a lot more by themselves. And so I think that's a, that's a very interesting way to to do that. And I'm I'm really curious about like how you apply the tips because a lot of times I actually see people, you know, they have all the access to the tips but they don't do anything. So what was your you know the the the, the way you are working to actually take these tips and then apply them to your job and your.
1: I just assumed that everything that I knew about outbound was wrong, um, so you know again it's 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 simply I think always having this beginner's mind and it's one of the things that I'm I'm blessed with or cursed with depending upon your mindset, which is I don't think anything mm-hmm. I do is is good enough and I'm always confident that there's people out there doing it better. So mm-hmm. after we saw some of the results that we saw in Q in Q three, it was like sure, eight k, you know that was okay. You know let me try and find information out there that actually can help us like increase this and simply i knew that if i did what i did historically i would get some type of increase from 8k however if i was to try completely new techniques starting from ground zero you know I, I, maybe i had this blind faith in yourself you sounded very convincing in the podcast <laughs> you actually could see some some good results so it was simply that and again back to this idea of feedback you know, once you're once you've you know changed your changed your copy changed the whole outreach process and you're actually seeing you know again we we track the numbers on on a daily basis you're seeing the demos book you're seeing the revenue come in you're seeing these weeks when you're having you know 10k in revenue it's it's hard for you to then not tune back in to the podcast which has been perhaps the fountain of truth and that's educated you so it's I'd simply say for people they need to get out of their own way. And oftentimes, you know, we're married to the idea that our way is the right way. Unfortunately, I'm not, I'm not cursed in in that particular manner. I'm always questioning the things that I do. And again, that's probably one of the reasons why we tend to do so well here at C-Legals. We just have a certain level of intellectual curiosity about some of the things we do.
0: I should rename the podcast, The Fountain of Truth. (laughs) It's uh, definitely a great name. (laughs) No, that's really, really nice to hear that, you know, like, uh, it's, it's just so it's just so nice because, you know, when you have a podcast, you basically have very basic analytics on how many people, you know, listen on a specific day, where they came from, what kind of device or where they listen to it, you know, on, on Spotify or all these things, but you don't know any, anything more. So hearing that, you heard that, you applied it and it really worked well. It's just super nice. So do you the have maybe something? Yeah, right? it,
1: it, it was easy. Uh, and, and again, just to give some context, I was, we hadn't really devoted any type of resource to, to Outbound. It was just, you know, could I carve out six hours um, a, a week whilst I was trying to manage the team to hit, to hit, to hit our targets. And if we're able to, to see these results, with perhaps very, very low input. Again, maybe one hour, one hour 30 a day, if, if that's so a six hours, seven hours a week then like what type of results could you see if you were to have you know one person dedicated to this from a full-time perspective and that's really when the cogs start to to turn and you start seeing hey if one person can do let's say you know 13k a month on on average only putting six hours of work in then what could one full-time person doing perhaps like 25 30 hours a week actually do and then you know that's when you kind of deep you, you you deep dive more into the podcast, you start getting notes and thinking now it's time to scale and scale and scale. And I think, yeah, the, the main point here is it's it's super easy to, to implement. It just requires you to just go out there and do it. Um and that's probably the hardest part is just is just to do it. And again once once you see those those results, it's all smiles. And for me personally here at C Legals, I was able to you know report some of our our numbers to our outbound team. And again, when you whenever we have a big week, there's nothing I love more than going to to the team who spend a lot of time, probably more time than I do, really, on this particular function and say, hey, team, you had a great week. And then just share all the new things that we've iterated on. Mm-hmm. And just simply in the back of my mind, know, that none of these ideas are really mine. <laughs> I, I stole them from somebody else. And I get to plagiarize these and make myself seem like a genius. So, So there we go hey it's not pleasure it's fine you know you can use
0: that's the goal use them and uh, it's it's all good and so you know like what kind of outcomes did you get maybe if you have reply rates or these kind of things what you've generated do you have any data to share with us
1: sure yeah so we can look at the, the, the revenue since probably that's what people are most interested in so so far quarter today we're about like forty six thousand 000 or so from uh, from this activity mm-hmm. and on average our open rates are 57 percent um, reply rates range from 4.8% you know, to, to, to 6%. Click rates range from 2.9% you know, to, to 7%. And in these last three or so weeks, we're averaging about you know, 10 deals um, a week from this activity. So you know, two a, a day. And then most importantly, really when we look at that pipeline velocity, mm-hmm. you know, of those who actually are you know, deals and you know, book demos to speak to our sales team, we're seeing, you know, 60% plus conversion rate as well. So okay. it's not just that we're generating, you know, leads from outbound, we're generating quality leads that convert in a short period of time, which I think is, is a neck level of, of, of success, really.
0: Okay. Well,
1: wow, that's really cool. I really love hearing that.
0: <laughs> so, uh, I mean, you know, like what I believe is that most of the results are because of you, you know, like in the idea is, is, is because you're executing that you're getting these results. And, uh, you know, just give, give some ideas, share some some frameworks, and, and then seeing you run with that is really cool. Um, so, so AJ, actually, is there any, you know, like, because for me, I got, I got, you know, like, it was really nice to hear you talk about that. So is there anything you want to talk about, promote? Are you hiring? You know, like the stage is yours, tell us more.
1: Oh yeah, we're actually growing the, the team. Probably every single function we're looking to grow. So we're looking to grow our customer support team. We're looking to, to grow our sales team. Most likely looking to grow our legal team and looking to grow our, our tech team. I'm perhaps a little bit biased here. So I sit on the commercial side. So I'm probably going to champion the commercial team. So if you're you know, interested in, in in legal tech and perhaps you know, the tech ecosystem, if you're interested in perhaps investing in startups. So that was really my first, you know, draw to see legals was I wanted to, you know, become an engine investor and I wanted to perhaps see how this worked from a different perspective and c-legals was a great way for me just to understand the fundamentals of of one company law but two you know investing in startups many people are at c-legals looking to maybe break into to vc or if you just are interested in sales and want want a new challenge then we're hiring for perhaps a a plethora of roles from we, we have quite weird names for our for our jobs here so loosely the roles we're hiring for the traditional you know SDR roles AE roles and account management roles mm-hmm. all different types of you know experience and seniority are, are welcome and in fact you know if you don't have experience we won't hold that against you I'm really, really interested in people who are interested in the space and I really really want to take us to the next level so if that sounds like yourself just ping me over an email um, aj at um, and happy to arrange an interview. Mm-hmm
0: great i'll put the uh, job uh, descriptions and offer like in the show notes so people can check it check them out but definitely contact aj it's always better than uh, you know to to do that and uh, yeah thanks so much for coming on the show aj and have a great day thanks for listening to that episode if you like what you hear and you want to explore more i invite you to join the selling advantage community It's a paid community we're running with Skip Miller, where you're gonna get access to a content library with training, checklist, and exclusive resources. You'll also get access to our experimentation swipe file and a Discord group with 150 tech sales people. We also have online events where we invite special guests, a regular Ask Us Anything, and our content is focused on sales for North America and EMEA. If you wanna check it out, go to sellingadvantage.io or click on the link in the show notes, and you'll be able to sign up.